The other day, I sent a friend of my network an email. A couple of hours later, he emailed me back, and in the body of his email, tossed in this little gem of a sentence. Chris and I are working from Buenos Aires and traveling about Argentina for two months. It's a nice change from our normal winter. Yeah, but it is. That sentence stopped me in my tracks. I was immediately jealous and began asking myself, why am I not working from Buenos Aires for the winter as well? Welcome to episode 83 of This Shit Works, a podcast dedicated to all things networking and business development. I am your host, Julie Brown, and today we are discussing the work from anywhere trend and why maybe it could be the life for you. This episode is sponsored by Nickerson, a full-service branding, marketing, PR and communications agency with team members in Boston, Los Angeles, Miami, and New York City. Visit them at nickersoncos.com. Welcome to This Shit Works, your weekly no-nonsense guide to networking your way to more friends, more adventures, and way more success with your host, Julie Brown. Here we go. It doesn't have to be Buenos Aires. It could be Florida, like my friend Francesca, or Colorado, like my friend Colby, or Vermont, like I have been about half of the time since COVID started. At no other time in my 22-year career have I felt like I could work from anywhere and that it would be totally acceptable to do so. Yes, prior to the pandemic, there were knowledge-based companies who had been utilizing work-from-anywhere policies, as well as digital nomads in the mix as well. But at no other time have so many wondered, could I work from anywhere? And what are the benefits? Well, lucky for us, there have been people who have been studying the benefits of work from anywhere far before the pandemic. A recent Harvard Business Review article outlines the upsides for individuals, companies, and society when we are allowed to work from anywhere. For the individual, it's clear the ability to maintain a job, to not be tied to the geographical location of the company, but to be able to live anywhere you want, close to friends, family, more affordable housing, or simply the climate that you prefer. For military spouses, it means the ability to hold a job and grow in a career even though your life is filled with location changes. Or how about not having to work all year just to enjoy two weeks in a dream location? How about living there for a while and enjoying it at a more leisurely pace as a local? For some people looking for work, it allows them to bypass immigration, visa, and green card issues in order to be able to find a job. For organizations, it increases employee engagement. Workers are not only happier, but also more productive. Fewer in-office employees means smaller space requirements and reduced real estate costs, as well as an increased talent pool since geography is no longer a decision factor. Talent can literally come from anywhere. And on the flip side of that, it can reduce attrition within companies. For society, work-from-anywhere organizations have the potential to reverse the brain drain that often plagues emerging markets, small towns, and rural locations. Is a huge help to the environment as well by eliminating commutes, particularly in places where most people commute by car alone, a significant reduction in emissions can be achieved. All this sounds amazing, right? But there are some issues, especially around communication. When team members are in multiple time zones, it can make scheduling meetings a huge pain in the ass, 
Not to mention that we miss out on the ability to have informal interactions or overhearing conversations and ideas in the office. Research by Cecily D. Cooper and Nancy B. Curland has shown that remote workers often feel cut off from the information flow they would typically get in a physical office. Also, some people can feel socially isolated from their companies. A workaround this by some companies is to create temporary co-location events, inviting all workers to spend a few days with colleagues in person to help create and strengthen relationships. I think we've learned over the past couple of years that nothing is perfect. When we all started working from home or afar, we quickly realized how much we despised our commutes, pants, and high heels. We also realized that we actually like working with other people, bumping into each other in the kitchen or hallway. We miss people. We like spontaneous things that happen within our corporate settings. Part of me feels like I missed out on something by not trying a different work-from-anywhere location over the past two years. Yeah, I did work from my vacation home in Vermont, but I've had that house for 17 years, so it wasn't like I was trying out something new. I was just going somewhere that was available and easy and honestly already felt like home. I wonder where I would have gone had I thought about it at the beginning of the pandemic. Most likely somewhere warm probably with wine, so maybe wine country, or actually, maybe beaches, maybe the Carolinas. There's still time, I suppose, although having two big dogs makes it a little more difficult. Wherever I would pick would also have to be a place where Chris would want to go and also be close enough to drive with those two rather large canines. What about you? Did you take advantage of the ability to work from anywhere over the last two years? If you didn't, Where do you think you would go if you were to try to work from someplace else? Do you see a scenario in which we spend months in an office, but also times when we decide to work from a totally different location for a week, a month, or longer, and that it would be perfectly normal to do so? You know, when I was looking for a cocktail to go along with the theme of this episode, I discovered how many of our drinks, alcoholic and otherwise, are actually named after locations. And then that made me even more nostalgic for travel. There's far too many to list, but a couple just for example are Americano, which is a diluted espresso popularly believed to be named after the habit of American soldiers in Italy in World War II of putting hot water in their espresso. Or did you know that Java, obviously slang for coffee, is named after the Indonesian Isle of Java? Nope, neither did I. Seltzer water? A generic term for carbonated water is named after Seltzer's, Germany. As someone who drinks about three cans a day, you would have thought I would have known that, but I didn't. Irish breakfast tea, uh, duh, Ireland. Maybe you didn't know this, but Capri Sun, you know the foil packs of fruit juice where you stick a straw on the side that we all had in our lunchboxes as kids? Well, that's named after the island of Capri in Italy. (laughs) Seems fancier now, doesn't it? Pilsner is named after the city of Pilsen in the Czech Republic, Chimay after the town of Chimay in Belgium. As a side note here, I knew someone in college who always referred to getting drunk as getting Chimayed. This is just a few, and we haven't even gotten to the cocktails. Alabama Slammer, Cape Cotter, Cuba Libre, Lynchburg Lemonade, Moscow Mule, Manhattan, Singapore Sling, so many drinks named after locations. I honestly didn't know how to pick one for the episode. All of them would go fine with the theme. But for me, I actually decided to pick something that's not named after a place, but comes from a place. I decided to go with Limoncello, a simple lemon liqueur primarily produced in Sorrento on the Almafi coast. It's a place I haven't been to yet. 
that I've been dreaming of going to for so long. And Limoncello will always remind me of my husband, who lived in Italy for a time and introduced me to it when we first started dating. Limoncello is the second most popular liquor in Italy after Campari. It's made primarily from the zest of lemons, sugar, water, and alcohol. I know some people on my husband's side of the family that make it on their own. I just buy it. Limoncello is traditionally served chilled. I keep mine in the freezer, and it makes a lovely after-dinner digestivo. A lot of Italian families also serve Sambuca after dinner, but I can't even smell that shit. We all have that one alcohol that got us real good in college, and we can never have it again. Yeah, that's Sambuca for me. So for today's cocktail of the week, it's simply a glass of chilled limoncello. Is there a cocktail that always takes you back to a time or location? If there is, let me know on Instagram on Friday when I post this as the drink of the week. All right, friends. Until next week. Cheers. Hey, thanks for taking the time to listen. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a tip. And remember, you can unapologetically be who you authentically are and still be wildly successful. That's a fact. See you next week on This Shit Works. This Shit Works.